Hello, legends. I am back in the podcast studio. I am very, very professional right now. I've got my big headphones on. I've got a huge microphone right in my face. I'm a total professional. Welcome back to Beyond the Likes, Wednesday, whatever date it is. Welcome back. It is your host, Amy Sherrard. I sound like a wanker. Okay, sorry. I am back. I love you. I'm sorry. I've been doing some at home, but I'm back in the studio. I think I've said that four times now. So today, I'm going to get on my sister-in-law, Jossie. Now, she is the most cool, calm, and collected person I know. She is also the absolute, what is she to our family? She's just, she's like a walking calendar month. She's the person who knows about everybody's birthday, everybody's anniversary, everybody's retirement. She knows when my dad's going down the coast. I don't even know where my dad is most days, but Jocelyn will know when my dad's going down the coast to visit his mum. She is everybody's diary. She is the present buyer for all of the people in our family. She is always two steps ahead of us. She's just a, she's a planner. She's very organized. I wish that I was married to her because I I am the opposite to her. Ryan is somewhat of a planner, but he's like an aggressive one and I I don't like the way he tries to structure my life. Jocelyn is very graceful. She's just uh she's a total catch. My brother is absolutely punching above his weight. Don't know how he locked her down because Tom's a bit of a rat bag, but she definitely makes him a better person and I can say that wholeheartedly. She's just a a beautiful human. Anyway, I wanted to get her on because she has had uh, most recently a baby after just enduring COVID herself. She then had to give birth to her baby without Tom in the room. Now, I remember I shared some of this on my Instagram and a lot of people were like, oh my God, that is my worst nightmare. And I I think a lot of people are, you know, very apprehensive about that happening to them, whether, you know, when they're pregnant, whether they get COVID or their partner gets COVID or that I think that's everyone's worst fear. So I want to get Jossie on the line just so she can share a little bit more of her story in depth. I also want to get her to touch on her first birth because she's just incredible. And yeah, you can hear it from her point of view. If I told it, I would get way more emotional because I saw it from my brother's side. I was constantly keeping in touch with Tom on the day of, you know, his daughter's birth. And he was, he was so heartbroken and he was very emotional and I it made me emotional obviously because I know how big a day it was and you know I know what it's like giving birth I don't know what it's like from a male's perspective maybe I should have got Tom on as well but yeah anyway I'm gonna cut a long story short and I'm gonna get Jocelyn on now is the perfect time to call her before her baby needs to be fed so I will dial her in now Hello. Hello, Jesse. <laughs> Sorry, I was just um making sure I'm first time back in the podcast studio, so um it's like I'm a virgin all over again. Just <laughs> had to uh make sure I'm all hooked up and ready to go. Ready to go. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Have you got uh, a sleeping baby? Oh, she's sleeping at the moment. Well, We'll see um, how she goes. If you hear little birdie noises, you know what it is. Is she due for a feed at all? 
Um, not just yet, but you know, you newborn know. life, they can change their mind in about two seconds flat. You, so Usually when they know that the food's coming out, they just wake up regardless. So maybe she's going to do the same knowing that you're on a very important phone call. <laughs> what about um, Harry? Where's Harry? Uh, Harry's at daycare today, so. We <laughs> love daycare days. Yes, the best. Yeah, I honestly drop kicked both boys through there this morning because Bobby, after the amount of chocolate that he has had over Easter, and then they went out to the zoo yesterday and they were absolutely, absolutely cactus. I think a combination of like <laughs> sunstroke and yeah. so much sugar over the last 48 hours, it's just absolutely spiralled, Bobby. They're having the best time though. <clears throat> the best time. They, <laughs> they, they sure are. Okay, so... Basically, the whole point of why I really wanted to get you on the podcast is because you're basically like this modern day superhero, um, <laughs> not just in life in general, just being the most organized person on earth, but your both your births have been absolutely not to plan. <laughs> I remember mm. when you were pregnant with Harry Correct me if I'm wrong, but you are like you like to be organized. <laughs> yes, very organized. Jossie organizes our entire family, not just her own and probably her side of the family, but also ours. <laughs> She's all over the birthday. Can't help it. Can't, oh, and we are very grateful <laughs> for you. Everybody needs a Jocelyn in their life, let me tell you that much. But I remember when you were pregnant with Harry, I remember thinking, oh, you know, do you have, did you have like a birth plan or whatnot? <laughs> and I remember you saying that, you know, you wanted to go in and you wanted to have an epidural and you didn't want to experience any of the pain and, and have like a nice controlled, organized birth, so to speak, right? Yeah. To an extent, I, I knew that I guess it wasn't up to me this time, that time round, but yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell everyone how your first birth went? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess I started getting um, the contractions like a few days earlier. I don't know, and everyone tells you like, oh, when you're going into labour, you'll 100% know. Yeah. Um, it feels like you're being run over by a bus, that your bones are being crushed, yeah. and I was like, whoa, okay. So I started with contractions and I was like, oh, Nah, I don't think these are it. And then bones aren't being crushed. Yep. <laughs> don't, I'm like, I've never broken a bone, so yeah. I don't really know what that feels like. But surely this is it would have to be worse than this. Yeah. So I kind of that kind of went on actually for a couple of days though. So I wouldn't have been in like intense labour at that point anyway. Yeah. Um. But then I woke up on the Monday morning and I kind of remember that they started getting a little bit closer. Tom was at work in the office, so I gave him a call and I was like, oh, maybe, I'm not too sure. Like my water's never broke, so yeah. I, I just I didn't know 100%. Um, but, yeah, the day went on, kind of still went out at lunch, <laughs> had a pedicure. I remember this. You were <laughs> with, with your mum, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a great day. So, yeah, the day went on, getting contractions. We're definitely getting closer. And then I was okay, this must be it now. But still was waiting for my waters to break. You know, first time round, I was like, that's what happens in the movies. Yeah. So surely it's coming. Nothing really happened. Went to bed that night. It was definitely ramping up. I had I had Panadol kind of throughout the day. Started using a heat pack. Yeah. Tom was trying to sleep. Um, then 
I think actually I vomited once during the night throughout and then it got till about 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and I, I woke Tom up and I was like, nah, we need to go now. And we had been calling the hospital throughout and telling them like how far my contractions were apart yeah. and um, they're like, nah, you, you're still probably a little bit off. And I was like, first okay, birth. wow. First birth, that's, <laughs> that's what they always say. Oh, come back tomorrow, like you'll yeah. be in labour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like they must know. So then, um, yeah, we went down to the hospital, hooked me up, the contraction, I don't even know what it's called, the thing where they wanted to your contractions. Yeah. Um, they were like, okay, these contractions are a lot closer than what you think they are. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, we better do the internal check. They're like, this baby's going to be here within like an hour. When they did your internal check, how far, how dilated were you? Nine centimetres. That is just wild. So that's your first baby and you've walked into Karina and probably all these midwives have been like, oh, you know, first time mum, we'll give her a, we'll strap her up and we'll, you know, take care (laughs) of her but she's probably only one or two centimetres dilated and we'll send her home with some Panadol and tell her to come back in a day or two. Yeah, I still remember they said to me, like, we'll we'll strap you up, we'll make you a cup of tea. They put me in the (laughs) delivery suite with the bath. So, So they're like, you can get in the bath like just relax like Mm. it might still be a little little while off I was like oh okay no worries this sounds nice and it's not like um I was definitely still in pain it wasn't like I was not in pain at all I have to kind of say that yeah um but I just thought again because my waters hadn't broke that I was like it's gonna get worse like it's it's gonna intensify but I really wonder if it's like a frame of mind thing. Like, you know, like your your brain plays such a big role and maybe because you, because in your head, because your waters hadn't broken you thought that was the progressive next step, maybe yeah. you had just always, you were just expecting worse. And so yeah. even though you were in the transition period, which is the most hectic part of labour, yeah. you just – it was almost like maybe your brain had downplayed it because, mate, when I'm at nine centimetres, I am mooing like a cow. I I am, yeah. in, I am in a world of pain. I wouldn't be able to, like, construct an entire sentence, let alone pop myself into a bath and have a cup of yeah. tea. Yeah. Obviously, when they did the check, then they were like, okay, no time for cups of tea and bath. <laughs> we, we need to get this baby out. Wow. Oh, you're actually crowning. She's walked in and she's basically <laughs> crowning when she's walked into the hospital. Oh, because you have to walk up the stairs to get to the delivery oh. suite. So oh, yeah. I was probably pretty lucky that um, I made it up those stairs. That your baby didn't fall out halfway up there. <laughs> that is just yeah. wild. I'm pretty sure you're a... Uh, a story that gets told amongst the midwives at Karina, <laughs> this mum of one of none just rocks up and delivers her baby 40 <laughs> minutes later. Gosh, insane. <laughs> a bit of a superhero. And then that was Harry. And if you follow me on Instagram, you would see he's probably the most adorable child on earth. Real life cabbage patch baby. <laughs> then you got pregnant again with your second pregnancy. Now, this is the one that I guess the reason I wanted to talk to you about on this podcast because I know a lot of pregnant women at the moment are living in fear of, I guess, getting COVID whilst pregnant or, you know, having a partner who contracts COVID whilst they're pregnant <laughs> and, you know, misses the birth and all of that stuff and that's, you know, every. 
every, I guess, mum, woman's worst nightmare, not having their partner and their, their support person there or having COVID whilst also being pregnant. And I, <laughs> and you copped both of those things. I'll try them all. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll just test, test, test drive <laughs> yeah. both of them. Um, obviously living proof that you do survive it. So Big B was the super spreader in our family. <laughs> Naughty man. On my birthday as well. Happy birthday, Amy. Here, everyone, here's a taste of COVID. <laughs> but how many weeks were you when you picked it up? I was 38 weeks. So right the worst at the end. time as well. Like, <laughs> I just actually, I think getting it at 38 weeks, I mean, that's really not ideal. But I wonder if it's better to get it then as opposed to, you know, at the start when you were really nauseous. Yeah. And yeah. just felt horrendous, just pregnancy symptoms wise. I wonder if that would have been worse. Thirty eight weeks, the the baby's like fully developed by yeah. that point. So surely it has to be better for the baby. I don't know. A lot of a lot of positive um, self talk at that point. There just she to, is. There she is. Girl. There's the little birdie. <laughs> and you had had all of your vaccinations as well as your booster. Yes. COVID itself, whilst pregnant, was it? It wasn't that bad for you, was it? You didn't really no, get. No, I think I must have had like a kind of low viral load of it or something. I, the main kind of symptom that I got, I had two days where I was quite um, congested. Yeah. So um, I think if I went into labour on either of those days, that probably wouldn't have been real fun oh with my trying God. to wear a mask and. And push um, and have COVID where, being congested. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But apart from that, um, it was fine for me. Like I think I was probably pretty lucky from that sense. Um, yeah. And I was lucky that Tom was able to, to isolate separate with Harry and kind of give me the time to rest and make sure that I was feeling all right. So Yeah, because uh, you guys literally kind of split up and you lived in your bedroom for seven days, right? And then Yeah. And then Harry and Tom were just downstairs doing their thing. Yeah, that's right. So our bedroom we've got like the bathroom yep. and a TV and everything yep. in there. So it was not too bad, kind of isolating. Did he bring you food to your door and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Did you have a little okay. cowbell that you could just read? <laughs> Yeah, it was just like I was in hotel quarantine. No, t- Tom um, Tom was like, oh, my God, between you and Harry and your snacks, he's like, I just feel like I'm <laughs> – Snack bitch. Just, yeah, 100% the now way he knows, the entire day. Yeah, now he knows how us mums feel. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, I'd give him a call and I'd be like, uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> you bring something up. <laughs> Time for lunch, Tom. Yeah. Maybe a toasted sandwich. It was just such bad luck because technically you did everything right. Basically, you isolated from the minute you tested positive. Tom was downstairs. And then when was it that Tom tested positive? Like basically oh. just as you were getting out, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't even remember the timings now. Yeah. Um, I remember that we one of the tests, obviously I was separate to Tom, mm. that I remember him t- sending me a photo of it and I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a faint line yeah. on there. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, there's not. It's just a photo. And I was like, mm, okay. So, we, yeah, we went from that to then he tested again and then that line was 100% a line. Yeah. So, And you yeah. were 
laying low and mainly horizontal because you were trying to keep bubbing yeah. so that you could, you know, get through COVID and then you could all be together. And I actually got the call up. I was going to also, if something happened and you went into labour and for whatever reason Tom had COVID or whatever I was going to be able to, up, apart from your mum, your yeah. mum was going to get a call up and then I was next in line and, man, did I want to be there. I feel <laughs> like I would have been an incredible support partner. You'll have to have a third baby and just let me be there for shits and giggles. <laughs> and then, of course, I've gotten COVID, so I'm fucking ruled out and my dreams have squ- are squashed. Yeah. And then the worst thing, like Tom tests positive. I came out of isolation my first day out of isolation, I was like, I feel like I've got cramps. I'm like, oh. I'm not going to call them contractions. I think they're cramps. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. as the day went on, I was like, mm, these cramps seem to be getting closer together. I'm definitely and about to give I, Yeah, I said to Tom when we went to bed that night, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to hold this baby oh. in much longer. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it is what it is now, like, we just have to go with you it. Roll and, with the punches, yeah. Yeah, and it definitely was. It, it was about three a.m. that I w- I rung the hospital and I was like, I think I need to come in <laughs> to get checked because yeah. I think I'm in early stages and I didn't want to do what I did last time because I also need to get mum to come along. Yeah, of course. And so, did your mum come and pick you up? Yeah, so, so you, I'm surprised she answered the phone at 3 a.m. My parents <laughs> wouldn't even hear it ringing. She was on high alert. I, I told her as well. But obviously at that point Tom was still COVID positive. So yep. um, and our initial plan if Tom was coming was that mum and, mum and dad were going to stay here. But yep. obviously they couldn't stay here when um, Tom. Tom was positive. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I have to ring her get her to come here to take me down to the hospital. And then when we got to the hospital, they um, had rat tested her as well and um, she was all good. She had been doing rat tests regularly just so that we had no more surprises. Yeah, God, like um, you've, been dealt, yeah. you've been dealt a few curveballs already. I remember that day that you had gone in and you were just – I take my hat off to you, honestly, for someone who has had very – not planned and not structured births, you handle things so cool, calm and collectively, <laughs> collectively, collectively, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. You, yeah. I remember you were sending us photos and you were in hospital and you had that bloody P10 mask on, whatever, <laughs> what is it? N95. Oh, close enough. Close enough. N95 mask on. And me, I remember calling Tom to be like, are you okay? And yeah. he was so upset. It's even it makes me emotional now thinking about it because he was yeah. he was he was so much more upset than I think you were. And fair enough. Like when you're when you're a you know a, a woman in labour, you are you've probably got your blinkers on. Man on a mission. You are on a mission to get your baby out and you know deliver it safely. So you probably don't have time to lean in towards all those emotions. Whereas. Tom was just a mess and then me and mum were so upset and mum came out and mum was crying and I was crying. Yeah. Oh, it was devastating. But, yeah, you're right. I had to kind of – I was like if Focus. I let the emotions take over here, 
like yeah. this is going to be a whole lot harder than it already is. Of so course. I'm like, I just need to think about it as like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And I was lucky to have mum there. And so we actually FaceTime Tom as well. I was going to say, <laughs> thank God for modern technology, hey? Like, yeah, I've actually seen the video Tom showed me when we were at yours the other day. And it's, who was holding it while you were pushing? No, it was on a shelf. So wow. Tom calls it the security camera <laughs> view because it was up, it was up fairly high. So yes. he wasn't yeah, it wasn't he, like it was down in the action or anything like that, yeah. but enough that everyone was able to kind of still talk to him or let him yeah. know what was happening and things like that. So that was nice. And I, I just remember obviously you just being an absolute powerhouse boss mama and you're just in the zone and you're giving birth and Tom is just like <laughs> sitting there on the couch watching it through a phone which must have been such a bizarre sensation for him yeah and then they like held the baby up like a trophy and announced that it was a little girl and Tom was just crying and I was crying when I was watching it (laughs) how was your mum as your as a support person was she just a legend yeah she was really good it was it was nice just to have someone else there that was um familiar and I think for her like it was nice for her that she kind of got to experience um, her first granddaughter yeah um, coming into the world so the silver lining there is that it's it was even though Tom couldn't have been there the next best person was there and it will it will always be a really special moment for you and your mum I remember when I asked my mum I can't remember which birth it was. I think it was Bobby because I had cholestasis and I was getting induced. I remember saying to my mum, like, would you come in with me? And she's like, oh, God, no. And I was like, <laughs> wait, why? Why not? And she's like, yeah, it's you, Ryan's there. And I was like, because based on how annoying Ryan was with my first labour, I was like, I really w- I would sub him. I would sub him out Get for him you, out. But you know what? You survived it and although it wasn't probably in the – grand scheme of things the ideal plan or birth that you wanted she's healthy and she's here and your mum was still an absolute legend and Tom got to watch it there and at least now you've always got that video right that I know for sure did he um like screen record it yeah I think he screen recorded it um, when it started so yeah he like he didn't even tell me that he was going to do that, so he only kind of said it after. He's like, "Oh, I actually recorded it, so you'll be able to have a look." Oh, because yeah, obviously when you're in that last part, you're not really knowing exactly oh. what's going on anyway. So you don't know what's going on, and then someone's putting the phone in your face as well as a baby, and you're like, "Well, God, where else have I been hit by a train?" <laughs> yeah, what's just happened? <laughs> Very surreal. But she is here and we are all so in love with her, probably Charlie the most, if not me. I mean, after mum and and dad and Harry, obviously. But overall, it it wasn't too traumatic for you, right? No. And I think that's the thing. I think the anxiety of it, like I remember earlier in the pregnancy thinking, what if I get COVID at the end? What if Tom gets COVID? Like then we can't come. And it was like more of the the it's, hype of it beforehand that I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. But then when when it's actually happening to you, you're like, well, I could just freak out or I yeah. just have to take it as it comes and just roll with it. And just handle it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think it's always your, your own head 
you know, is sometimes your own worst enemy. Just thinking about things and getting yourself overly, you know, psyched out about it and fear of the unknown and, oh, it's going to be this bad. And then when push comes to shove, like us, I don't want to say us women, but seriously, (laughs) us women can handle so much more than what we think we can. Yeah. Oh, I would, obviously, I would have loved to for Tom to have been there and been part of it. But yeah, I think I'm pretty lucky. I didn't have anything traumatic and she was healthy. So that was our main priority. That's all we want. Okay. Well, thank you so much for jumping on this little podcast with me. It's nice to have (laughs) a familiar guest on. And I'm sure Ellie can wake up now. You can wake up now, baby girl. You can have a <laughs> yeah. booby milkshake. Yeah, she's going to have this little background noise. Of <laughs> she's like, are you chirping. done, mum? Are you done? Yeah. All right, well, I'll let you go. But thank you so much for jumping on. And I hope that, um, you know, sharing your story, if anybody is pregnant at the moment and worried about that, you know, put them slightly at ease and you can get through it. No worries. And, Thanks um, for having me. No worries, babe. <laughs> I'll chat to you soon. Okay, See bye. You, bye. That, my friends, is Jossie. She is so super lovely. She She's just one of those, you know, those people that are just so pure and innocent. She's like an earth angel, really. She reminds me a lot of my mum. I don't reckon her and Tom would have ever had a fight. I just feel like maybe Tom would have tried to fight with her or raise his voice, but I can't imagine her ever raising her voice. She's just the sweetest, loveliest human on earth. I am very blessed to have her as a sister-in-law, but above all that, she's a great friend as well. I know that she suffers from a little bit of anxiety and for somebody that, you know, does struggle with anxiety to experience the births that she's had and to handle them with such grace is just a total credit to her as a human and a woman, really. She's just a bloody legend. I guess COVID, before you've had it, it's this big, scary, sinister thing. And yeah, I do know that some people do get symptoms, you know, in their extremities and they're not really ideal. But on a whole, it's a lot more manageable than, I mean, I thought possible. And look at Josh at 38 weeks pregnant with her second baby. She can deliver it on her own without a husband after having just gone through COVID and still live to tell a very nice story. I will love you and leave you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will chat with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.